First John chapter chapter five, verses one through how about one through five? One through five. Whosoever believeth that, that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Father God, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is the Savior of the world, is the Messiah promised is the Christ that the Old Testament pointed to. Father God, right now, we ask that you would just give us the strength and strengthen our faith and, and who Jesus Christ is and give us power from on high. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as I sit here, sometimes I sit here and, and I'm listening to Jeremy pray and I'm listening to the songs and I'm, and I'm just hearing things and and, and God is speaking to me. And, and I looked over at my notes. And, and, and in verse, in, in, in chapter, chapter 5 of 1 John, chapter 1, watch what it says here. And I didn't pick this up all week as I'm studying. It said, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And as I was just standing here thinking, it, it doesn't say, it doesn't say whosoever is perfect, sinless, without fault, without struggles, without issues in this world, is born of God. It says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Son of, is, is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begot, loveth him also that is begotten. And I'm looking at this text this week and I'm saying, what am I going to get out of this? Where am I going to go with these verses? And I have a I have a go to guy that I listen to on sermon audio. His name is uh, Henry Mayhem. He's an old guy back from the '60s, and and, and 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 I'm listening to him preach on this subject. And he says it's all about faith and love. It's all about faith and love. And so I'm, I saw and I put it together myself. I say, okay, let's 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 break this down. Let's break this down. It says in verse 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. What an honor. What an honor. What, 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 what a magnificent place to be in as a believer. God says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ. Now, somebody said, what's that mean, Pastor. That Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the one that died on Calvary's cross that for our sins. The one that the one that the angel Gabriel told Mary, his name shall be called Jesus, the Savior of the world. Now, when you believe that, and you continue believing that, and you die believing that, 
And you not believe in that, okay? The Bible puts you in a, a whole different class of people. Amen. You're in a whole different class of people because a lot of folks will believe for a minute. And then when the tests come, the trials come, and when the word becomes difficult, they'll turn. They'll turn, okay? Because believing is not a simple word. Amen. Believing impacts your lifestyle. Believing impacts your decisions. Believing impacts your relationship. Believing impacts your love for God's people and the church. John, in John 6, we know this story well, but, but in, in light of this text, let me read some of this to you and, 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 and just take it for what it's worth. John 6 and, and 64. It says, it says, but there were some of you that believed not. Now they were following the Lord. But Jesus, because he is all-knowing, omniscient, he says, there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and, and who should betray him. And he said, therefore I said unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. So you're not coming to the Lord on your own strength. You're not going to just make a decision. And I know that's popular in a lot of churches. You know, they're talking. Right, make a decision. Receive Jesus Christ. Okay? If God is not drawing you. Okay? If God is not drawing you and you take that, take that invitation and, and say, well, you know what? This pastor getting on my nerves. He got an altar call an hour long. If I don't go down here and, and sit in these chairs, he ain't never going to stop. And you do it. We've all seen it done. We've all seen it done. And, and folks will come to the Lord. Okay? And, and, and when the heat come, and when the, the sun come out, and the heat come, and the pressure come, and all their relationships, and all their friendships, and their lifestyle, and they, they turn away. Okay? Watch this. Verse 66. They heard it. They knew exactly what Jesus meant. They knew exactly what Jesus meant. And the Bible says in verse 66, he says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. That caught my attention. They went back. And we almost jumped on it on Sunday school. They went back. The Bible said they went back and they walked no more with him. Okay, so that could mean they went back and they found they found someone else. Because you see, see, see the human body, the human, the way God geared us up. We gonna worship something. We were designed to worship. We were created to worship. So you gonna worship somebody or something? Okay, that's just the way it go. So you may find you. I'm, I gotta get away from this dude. I got to get rid of this Jesus. He put too many demands on me. I'm going to find someone that I can worship, that can promise me eternal life, that can promise me the gift of eternal life. And, and without all the stuff, without all the demands, and there's a whole lot of folks out there doing that. Well, watch what Jesus done. Because I, I, see, see, some expositors say there might have been 
10,000 people following him. There may have been 20,000 people following him. Okay? And they all walked with him no more until he was down to 12. And one of them was the devil. And he said unto the 12, y'all know this, y'all know these verses. And he said unto the 12, will ye also go away? Okay? Now, 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 remember where I'm going. Because Peter and the disciples loved Jesus. They loved Jesus. And they knew that he was the Messiah come from heaven. Okay? They knew it. They had been taught. They had been trained. They knew the Old Testament. And they knew that he was who he said he was. And they loved him. And then said Jesus unto the twelve. Will you also go away? And here's Simon. This is why we love Simon. And he was hit or miss. Then Simon Peter answered him. Lord. There we go. Stop right there. He, he said, Lord. To whom shall we go? Indicating to me that them other folks went somewhere else. He said, whom shall we go? Watch what he says, though. Watch what he says. Thou, singular only you, has the words of eternal life. That's love. That's love. Thou, has the words of eternal life. This life is fleeing. If one thing, if, if COVID has, has brought out one thing, it is that this life is fleeing. Okay? You can get COVID, you can get COVID today and be and be in the ground on Thursday of next week. You ever, anybody ever have this happen? You know somebody, and, and you've been friends with them, you talk to them, and they die on, on Friday, and they in the ground on Thursday. It's happened. I've seen, here, and I've seen it happen to me over and over and over. I was like, wow, it's just over there. Just talk to them. They gone. And then before you know it, they're in the ground. Okay? Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing going in the ground but that flesh. Amen. Ain't nothing going in the ground but that shell. That's a high, that's a, that's, a, that's a big bill going in that ground, okay? That's $12,000, $13,000 going into the ground. It's expensive to die. It's real expensive to die without Jesus. Amen. Watch what Peter says in verse 69. I'm going to keep on moving because I got a lot of material. And I'm not going to be able to cover it all. And he said, and we believe. Here we go. Peter says, and we believe. He's speaking for the group. And, and, and remember, Judas was in that group. That's right. Judas was in that group. Somebody said, was Judas a believer? Yeah, Judas was a believer. Okay. Was he born again? Well, he, well we don't say he born again because nobody was born again until after Christ died on the cross. Okay. Somebody said, well, what about Judas? He, he, you know, he, he, he lost his salvation. No, he didn't. He was never saved. He was a believer. It's a difference. Nobody could get saved until Jesus died. And Jesus, Judas was dead before Jesus died. Okay? That's just Bible. And we believe, Peter says, and we believe and are sure. How about that? Are you sure? Are you sure? 
See, this is this, see that's that, that see this is the scripture, and this is why it's important that we take it word for word. He said, "We believe and are sure." And you just can't have no haphazard relationship with God. You got to be sure that He is who He said He is. Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I, I believe that he was born of a virgin and, and then he lived a sinner's life and he was crucified. And, and I, I believe all the way up to that, but that coming up out of the ground stuff, I don't know about all that. You ain't sure. That's right. You ain't sure. I don't know if he was born of a virgin. You ain't sure. Okay. I don't know if he was sinless. Some people, he might have, you know, some people say he had a relationship with Mary Magdalene. You ain't sure. You got the wrong Jesus. Okay, the Jesus that we talked about here was sinless. He was sinless when he was born and he was sinless when he died and he was sinless when he rose. He was without sin. And Peter says, and we are sure that thou art that Christ. The son of the living God, the son of the living God. Peter said, nobody talking us out. If somebody can talk you into getting saved, mm-hmm. somebody else can come along and talk you out of getting saved, right. out of being saved. See, see, that's how that works. If man can talk you, if, I, if I'm up here and I'm so smooth and I can get you to, to, to accept Jesus without the Holy Ghost, then somebody else can come along and talk you out of it. Okay? But when the Lord call you, Amen. when he call you out of darkness... Into his marvelous life. And as Paul said in Ephesians 1, and I believe 6 or 13, you are sealed. Ain't nobody unbreaking that seal. Ain't nobody breaking that seal. You are sealed. And it has nothing to do with how you live. It has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with Jesus. And because you sealed, it's going to change you. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, anybody been in Christ, been sealed, they're a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let me tell you something. You're going to be going through some stuff. And some of that stuff that's going to pass away don't want to pass away. Some of that stuff that has passed away don't want to pass away. Some of us are going to struggle with it till we leave here. And some, you know, some of us are going to die with our fists balled up because we've been fighting this battle all these years and we've been delivered. We've been delivered. Listen. I have this story here. Can I give you two stories? Two stories. This is fa- this is fascinating how, how the word of God plays out. True, true faith, true faith desires to be fed. People are like, how do I know that I'm saved? How do I know that I've been born again? True faith. True faith will be de- will desire to be fed. It will demand that you feed me. Just like you take Malachi, you take Joshua, you take Amaya, you take any children, children in here. Don't feed them for a while. See if you can go a day without feeding him. Glorious, you think you can go a day without feeding him? I don't think so because he's going to tear something up. Okay? That's what because he's a child and, and he was born. And the fact that he was born, he has to be nourished to grow. And as children of God, we were born of the Spirit, and we need to be fed by the Spirit. Amen. Need to be fed. Need to be fed. There was a there was a celebration going on in Samaria. Folks was 
testifying and preaching the gospel. Folks were being saved, and Stephen and Philip was there. Philip was there, and God called Philip. I'm in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, and the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip. He said, Philip, arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is the desert. Now, he's calling Philip. From the prosperity and the gospel being preached and folks being saved and the celebration going on. And he said, you go to the desert. Ain't nobody going to the desert. Ain't nobody going to the desert. Philip went to the desert. He didn't question God or not because he was obedient. And he didn't question God or not. Watch what it says in verse 27. And he arose and went. He arose and went. Sometimes you got to be careful when you question what God may ask you to do. Because if God has asked you to do something, if God has spoke to your spirit and said you need to do this, and you just need to do it. You just need to do it. There's no question about it. Well, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm equipped to do that. I don't know if I had the finances to do that. If God calls you to do it, just do it. Okay? And he says, and he went and behold. How about that? How about that? And behold, Acts 8.27, a man of Ethiopia. And eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures and had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Watch this. The spirit said unto Philip, go near, join thyself to the chariot. Now, 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 now what am I talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the faithful of the Ethiopian, but I'm talking about his, his desire to, to want to learn. I, I just struggle with people. Some, the more I talk to some Christians, the more I talk to them on, through social media and the different avenues, I'm like, you don't know nothing. It's sad. It saddens me. You got to be learning. I sit back sometimes on Wednesday night. I listen to y'all. I listen to y'all. I'm like, listen to them. They know something. And, 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 they, and they, they challenge it, and they want to be fed, and they want to they learn, and they're flipping the pages. To me, that's a beautiful thing. Amen. That's a beautiful thing. That's, more, that's worth more than any pastor anniversary. That's more than any celebration we can do. You want to honor your pastor. You want to honor your pastor. Don't give him money, because money don't mean a whole lot. Let me tell you what's how you honor them. You honor them by attending Sunday school and you attending Wednesday night Bible study and growing as we talk about all the time. Sylvia and I studying to show thyself approved, a workman, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's what God commands of us. He don't, he don't want, he's he not calling us just, just to sit and vegetate. Just sit, like, like, nothing sadder to me, nothing sadder to me is a Christian full with, with feeding tubes. Oh. Yeah, that's a picture of him sitting there. Most Christians sitting there feeding tubes. Ain't digesting nothing. It's just going right to the stomach. And that's how a lot of Christians are. I can't flip no pages. I'm just, just feed me. Whatever you want. Watch what happens here in verse number 30. For the Spirit said unto Philip, go near and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip, now listen, y'all got to learn to pick up on this stuff. Okay? Because, see, there's a sense of urgency in Christianity. And I know some people say, well, you always own 10. You always amped all the way up. Yeah, I live like that. That's just me. I train like that. I'm always fired up. Listen, watch what Philip do in verse 30. See, if you don't pay attention, you may miss that word. You may miss that word. Deacon Jeremy, you at verse 30, watch what it says. 
God called him to go near and join yourself to this to the chair. Watch what Philip does. And Philip ran. He ran there to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand thou what thou readest. Philip knew he didn't understand. He didn't understand. And he said, How can I accept a man should guide me? And watch this. Watch this. I, I, I just got caught up with this. Watch this. And he desired. That word desired in the, in the Greek. And he remained. He invited him. He invoked him. He prayed. He prayed that Philip would teach him. He prayed. He, he desired Philip would come and sit with him. Prayed that he would come and sit with him. Churches. So many churches now, you can't get a pastor, can't find a pastor, can't find a Bible teacher, can't find, you just can't. So sad. And the place, in the place in the scripture which he read was this, and he was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, and, and so open he, not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And, and who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34, it gets good now. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee. I'm begging you because this was important to him. He said, of whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or of some other man? Was Isaiah talking about himself being put to death or was he talking about the suffering of another greater than him? Here we go. And Philip opened his mouth and began at the scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Amen. He preached unto him Jesus. Okay? He said, Jesus, the Son of God. I imagine John 3.16 would have been somewhere in there. Okay? And, and, and I imagine Romans 5.8 would have been in there somewhere. It said, but God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, yet sinners, Christ died. Christ died for us. Now the suffering part, 1 Peter 3.18 says, For Christ also have suffered, have once suffered for our sins, the just for the unjust. Why, Peter? That he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened in the spirit. In the spirit. Y'all know what Paul said. Paul would have got up on that on that chariot too and said the same thing. Paul would have said in first 1 Corinthians 2 2, we know this. He says, For I determined. Paul said, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Let me keep going here. Verse 30, 37 here. And Philip says, No, verse 36. And they went their way teaching. And, and learning about Jesus Christ. And they came unto water, certain water. And the eunuch said, here's water. So obviously Philip taught him that you need to be saved and you need to be baptized. And he says, here's water. And Philip said, and, 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 and the eunuch said, see, here's water. What do hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said unto him, here we go. If thou believest, if thou believest 
with all thy heart thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That came out of the eunuch's mouth. Based on what Philip had taught him. Amen. Had taught him. You know he's getting baptized. Without believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now within that is the son of God comes the fact that I'm going to live for him too. I'm going to live for him too. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm sacrifice my life for him. I'm going to love him with everything I have. Because once you get saved, there's an obligation. There's an obligation to love. Now, I said the whole chapter about John, about love and faith. It's an obligation to love. We are duty bound. We are required. We, are, we, are, we must make a commitment to love folks. Amen. To love folks. And I'm going to tell you something. Loving folks ain't easy. Amen. Let me say that again. Loving folks ain't easy. All right, now, no, I'm not by myself. Loving folks ain't easy. Here we go. Watch John. First John 317. Here's, here's John. Here's John. Here's John. He says, but whosoever had a world's good and see his brother have need and shut it up the bowels of compassion from him, how to well him the love of God in him. Now, he's not talking about stuff. When he says the bowels of compassion, that means some folks just need somebody to talk to. Okay. Some folks just need somebody to sit down with them and, 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 and just sing Amazing Grace to them. There's, there's a ministry of presence. When my father was in the hospital, when my father was in the hospital and he was dying and I knew he was dying, it wasn't me going out and having a long conversation with him. It was just me going down there and ministering to him by my presence by my prayer. I would just sit on the bed, take off my shoes and throw my feet up on the bed and just be next to him. And, and that was that was something that I would never forget. And he cherished those moments. Amen. He cherished those moments. And we talk a little and he would fall asleep. He'd wake up. I'll be still there. And he said, you still here? And I said, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. That's just the compassion that 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 should feel each and every believer. And I said last week, the opposite, of, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is not hate. Somebody said, well, the opposite of love is hate. No, you know, no, no, no. The opposite of love is apathy, indifference, unconcern. Knowing, knowing someone has a need and you have the resources, but you're, not, you're indifferent to it. You're just unconcerned about it. But you would still tell that person, oh, I love you. But totally unconcerned about their needs. That ain't love. Okay. The things we love, the things we love, we spend our time with. We find interesting, okay? And all you got to do is 1 o'clock, turn on your TV. When you turn on your TV at 1 o'clock, you'll find people who love football. 70, 80,000 sitting up and stay. They don't care nothing about no COVID. They ain't got no masks on. They, they, they screaming and hollering at the top of their voice, spitting all over everybody. Okay? Okay? Drinking and slobbering and vomiting and uh, let me tell you something if you ain't never been to a real football game like that drinking going to the bathroom peeing all over the place it could be it could be it could be something but they love it 
You rap by, go up Belmont, rap by Station Square on a Friday night. How about that? Anybody ever done that? Yeah. Anybody rap by Station Square on Friday night? You think they care about anything? They want to eat. Folks is in the restaurants getting the asphalt vaccination cars. They ready to fight because they love going out. Some people love. I never knew how much people love going out to eat until they shut these restaurants down. Folks love that. And that's fine. That's fine. Let me get to the second point. Let me get to the second point. I didn't think I was going to get this far. I didn't think I was going to get this far. I like this part, though. This, this, this is right up my alley. Columbus looking at me. This is right up my alley. I like verses like this. Verse 4 and 5 of, of 1 John chapter, chapter 5. Watch what it says. It says this. For whosoever is born of God. You know, there's some power coming being born of God. Folks, folks think their power. You know, well, you know, I'm, I'm top dog. I'm, you know, I'm top dog in the school. You know, I'm, I'm the baddest guy on the, on, on the team and all that. There's, 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 people think there's some, there's some, there's some juice to come with that. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you can overcome the world, when you can overcome the world, now you in another, you in a whole different class of people. And this is where God said Christians are. For whosoever is born of God. See, the first thing I, I look for when I'm talking to somebody, I can sit here and talk to them. I'm listening to hear if this person is born of God. If this person has a relationship with the Lord. Is this person going to talk to me about the things of God? Because without that, this world passing away. Amen. This world passing away. And, 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 and some of us in here, we young, we're going to look back in 20 years, we're going to be like, man, where did the time go? Where did the time go? Where did the time? I remember when I was 15. I remember when I was six. I, I remember going to Youngstown Rand High School like it was yesterday. And I've been out of school, let's see, 45 years? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Watch this. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. What is Paul talking about? Excuse me, what is John talking about? He's saying whatsoever is born of God, and, 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 and he says, whosoever is born of God, you overcome the world. Hmm. I listen. I listen. Don't do you know, I heard Sylvia say something this morning. And, you know, just just said it in passing. She didn't want to get real open with it, but I heard what she said. She know what I'm talking about. Watch this. When you when you are born again, you overcome the world. What's the what's the world? Religious world. The religious world. You know, Satan has his ministers. Who disguise themselves as angels of light. Because you have the spirit of God in you. You have the ability to discern fake. And real. You know what it looks like. You know what it acts like. You might know what it smells like. Okay. Even, even if you have the. If you've been born of God. You overcome the social world. You had to deal with your family. We had a good discussion Wednesday night. Abraham had to leave everything. Sometimes you just got to walk away. Sometimes you just got to walk away. Some, some relationships within your family can be toxic. Friends and family. Abraham had to leave everything. I hear people talking about a generational curse, generational curse. Well, maybe God was telling you, you need to get up out of there. 
Failure to leave. You might have to go to Montana. You have to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. The physical world. I like this one. Paul, Paul writing in, in Philippians chapter 1, he said, According to my earnest expectations and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. You know, you die as a believer. Christ is magnified. Christ is magnified. It's so much easier to do a funeral for someone who's saved, someone who has born again, someone who has served, someone who that you know worship the Lord and praise the Lord and honor to church. And you can sit up there and it's just it's just flow. It's just flow. And some folks, some folks, you do their funerals and you just sit here and have to beat your brains in trying to find something nice to say. Something that's going to comfort the family. Because you really want to say, you know, they in hell now. <laughs> you really want, and you, as a pastor, you really, you really want to say, you know what, they gone now and they in the torments of hell burning. Remembering all the days when they just turned it back on the Lord. Didn't want nothing to do with the church. Didn't want nothing to do with the Bible. Didn't pray at all. Now, but you can't say that, Margaret. You can't say that. You got to say nice things like rest in peace. When you know they ain't resting in peace. You know peace. Who is he that overcomes the world? That's mm -hmm. Who is he that overcomes the world? Who are we talking about? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. It just, it just, it just sort, of, sort of goes and goes. We want the easy way. We want the easy way. No, it ain't no easy way. This is tough. This is tough. And, and, Naomi, and Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why wilt thou be with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go thy way. Go your way. For I am too old to have a husband. And if I say, and if I should say I have hope, it, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were given? Would you stay for them from having a husband? Nay, my daughter, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. There's Naomi. There's Naomi talking to her two daughters, her two, two, two daughter-in-laws. Okay? Now watch what happened. Naomi, Naomi, Naomi's doing this for them. She said, listen, it's gonna be, I'm, I'm getting ready to go down a rough road. See, sometimes being a man of God, being a woman of God, I mean, you gotta go down a rough road. Okay? Somebody said, you can't climb no smooth mountains. I mean, sometimes the mountains get rough. Sometimes you have to walk through the shadow of the valley of death. Sometimes you gotta walk through some stuff. Sometimes you're just gonna go through some difficult times in your life. Amen. Okay? This was a time where Naomi was getting ready to go through it. Everybody ain't willing to do it. Everybody not willing to do it. Okay? And, 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 and watch what happens. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpha kissed her mother-in-law. Kissed her goodbye. See ya. Not going down that road. It was good while it lasted. But Ruth, but the Bible said, but Ruth clave to her. 
cleave to her. Don't, don't listen to these fake preachers who say they, they might have been some, some uh, lesbian type stuff going on. Don't, don't buy that. Okay? She claimed to her because Naomi had taught Ruth about the God of heaven. Amen. And she had taught her about the God of heaven and how he was much, so much more superior than any little G God. And watch it come out. And she said, behold, our sister-in-law has gone back unto her people. So watch that. She's gone back to her people, her way of living, and unto her Little G gods, uh-huh. return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee. I'm not going nowhere, Naomi. I'm, and if I had to go anywhere, it wouldn't be back to them little G gods and them folks. Okay? Okay? He and Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. And where, I, where thy people shall be my people. And, and thy God shall be my God. And what she's saying is, if it get rough, it don't matter. Your God is better than any. Your God is better than any. Let me close. I'm going to give you a couple, couple words of wisdom from the scriptures. How to deal with the world? How to have victory? Anybody want to have victory over the world? Somebody say, "I want to have victory over the world." And you know, I want to hear the angels sing. I want to smell the roses. I want to see the saints in heaven. I want to kneel at His throne. I, I sit here and I think about stuff like that. I want that. I want it for you guys. So some of the secrets of having victory over the world. Somebody say, "I, I want to have victory over the world because the world can be tough. The world can be challenging." Some of you, some of you gonna be caught up real quick because the world will suck you up. Here's how to. Here's how to have victory. I want victory. Take Christ's victory. We are children of God. Okay. Think about think about if your father, think about if your father was a millionaire, a superstar athlete, something on that line. Think about it. Think about all that he could teach you. He can teach you how to how to be professional, how to, how, I mean, whatever position you play, he can teach you all that. Jesus is our father. Jesus is our father. And he can teach us some stuff. This is what Jesus says. He said, these things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. He said, in, in the world, you shall have tribulations. He said, but, but, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, Jesus said, I've overcome the world. And I ain't do it for me. Jesus said, I didn't do it for me. I did it for you. See, the world didn't have nothing in him. See, the Bible says, Here, hereafter I will not talk much unto you, for the prince of this world cometh and have nothing with me. That's Jesus' own word. See, see, Satan couldn't point his finger at any sin in Jesus' life. Amen. And when we are covered in the blood of Jesus, guess what Satan can't do? Can't point his finger at any, any of us. Let me tell you, I did some sinning this week. Oh, yeah. Columbus, you weren't the only one doing some sinning this week. I was doing some sinning this week. Now, the difference may be, not with you, but with anybody else, my sins was covered. My sins was covered by the blood. Now, the difference is if I if I walk out of here today and get struck by lightning, guess what? My sins were covered. My sins was covered. Okay. The question I ask is: Your sins covered? Do you have victory 
in Jesus. Amen. Do you have victory in Jesus? Do you have victory in Jesus? I, 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 I think about this, and I'm going to close with this last one. I didn't think I'd get this far, but I'm, I'm farther for longer than I thought. I, had to say, I didn't want to get the kids too, too restless. But watch what Jesus says. You want to have victory over the world? Anybody want to have victory over the world? Here's, here's what we need to do. Love not the world. 1 John 2.15 says, love not the world. You want to have victory over something, you can't love something that you, have, that you want victory over. Okay? You can't love something that you want to have victory over. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, watch. The love, that, the love of the Father is not with him. For all that is what? In the world. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. And the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the, of the world. And the world do what? Passes away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Demas. Remember Demas? Demas walked away. Demas, the Bible says, Demas, Demas hath forsaken me. Paul writing in, in 2 Timothy, Demas hath forsaken me. Watch. Having loved this present world. That world ain't going to ever stop tugging at you. The world ain't never going to stop tugging at you. The flesh is never going to stop tugging at you. You know, some days I wake up, I don't even speak to my flesh. You know what my flesh tells me most days? Sleep. I tell Cindy, I say, sleep is overrated. I'm up and I'm going to the gym. And you know what my flesh say? You don't, don't need to go to the gym. You buffed enough. <laughs> Stay home. Stay home and take Cindy to Perkins. And get that grand slam. That's at Denny's. I'm all messed up. But the flesh, the flesh, the flesh is always trying to tell you to just take it easy. Just take it easy. Okay? Relax. Watch David. Remember David? 2 Samuel 11, David, he says, and, and, and watch how his flesh talks to him. Some of y'all don't understand the flesh. Flesh talks. Don't it talk? Your flesh ever talked to you? You ever had a conversation with your flesh? And your flesh trying to get you to do something you know you shouldn't do? And, and the flesh is like, man, don't be listening to that ball here, preacher, man. Do your thing. Do your thing. You're like, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. Pastor can't tell you who to knock it to or however it go. I, sorry, Toya. And, and it came to pass after the year was expired. It was a time of peace. It was a time, wait a minute, after the year expired, at, this, at the time when kings go forth to battle. Watch what David does. And David sent Joab. Okay? And his servants with him in all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbi. But David... Tarried still at Jerusalem. Here we go. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. Okay. And it came to pass in the evening that David arose off his bed. Huh? King, you ought to be on the war. You ought to be on the battlefield. You ought to be grinding. You ought to be fighting. You ought to be battling. No, he, he rose off his bed. You know, it's a, it's a bad thing to stay in bed too long. Let me tell y'all something. I mean, I'm, listen, especially with these phones and stuff. When you stay, stay, in, stay in bed too long with these phones scrolling, something's going to pop up. 
See, David didn't have no cell phone, but he didn't need one. He had, he had, he had the same thing. Same thing. He looked down, the Bible said, and he walked upon the roof of the king's house in front of the roof. He saw a woman washing herself. Well, you usually don't wash yourself with clothes on, if anybody was wondering. Okay? He, had a, he, he, he knew where to go. He knew where to stand. He knew how to focus in. I don't know if they had binoculars back in those days, but David probably had pretty good eyes. But he saw a woman washing herself. Okay? Now, now some folks say, you know, men, men are like bottled cans of pop. Okay? All you got to do is shake it up a little bit. It's ready to pop. You can't open it. You drop a can of pop, you got how, five minutes before you can open it. Or you tap on the top of it. But David, David, David saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. That's interesting, ain't it? You know, when you, when you look at that industry that starts with a P, there ain't a whole lot of women that ain't beautiful. Okay? Some people, some people say, well, you know, the, 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 the porn industry makes more money yearly than the NFL, Major League Baseball, golf, all sports combined. It's a multi, multi, multi billion Billion dollar industry. Yes. And, and, and no one's so odd about that. How can it be worth so much money when most of it's free? Hmm. Watch what David does. Less of the flesh, less of the eyes. Watch your eyes. Pay attention to your eyes. There's a scripture that says, you know, if, your eye, if the eye sin is better, it's better to pluck that eye out and go into heaven with one eye. Eyes are dangerous. Eyes are dangerous. And David sinned and inquired after the woman. And one said, watch this. See, 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 God will always give you a way out. God will always give you a way out. David, David was giving a way out. Watch what it says. And, and one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Basically saying, David, take your eyes off her. Enough of that. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. One more, don't close. Here's Peter. Here's Peter. Jesus Matthew 16, Jesus said, I'm going, I'm, going to, I'm going to Jerusalem and, and I'm going to suffer many things of the elders and of the chief priests and of the scribes and be killed be, and be raised on again on the third day. That was his mission. That's what he came to do. And, and Peter should have known it. Here's Peter's pride. But Peter took him. Imagine Peter grabbing the Lord and began to rebuke him. The Bible says Peter rebuked him. Saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Watch what Jesus says to Peter. 
Jesus, Peter is trying to stop Jesus from going to the cross and dying for our sins. And you know who is the who is is behind this whole thing? Satan. Satan did not want Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And even when he was on the cross, even when he was on the cross, Satan followed Jesus on the cross and said, if you be the Christ, come down and save yourself and us. Peter was in the role of Satan. And watch what God says to Peter, watch. And he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He's talking to Peter, but he's addressing Satan. For thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the thing that be of God, but these, but those that be of man. Oh, my goodness. Listen. Listen. The world... The world is out to get church, out to get church folks. But let me tell you something. I had this conversation. I told you I had these conversations all the time. The world cannot pluck the believer out of the hands of God's grace and mercy and love. No man is able to do that. And last but not least, the world. If you are without joy today, if you are without joy today because of whatever, if you're without joy let me tell you something. If you're without joy, you're not where you need to be with God because your circumstances, your happenstances, the stuff that you go through, the world cannot rob the believer of his or her joy. Amen. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Listen, let me give you a scripture. I'm close. And you know now, therefore have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy, no man, take it from you. Take it from you. Take it from you. Precious Lord, thank you this morning. Thank you for the scriptures. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the power of God. Father God, thank you for victory. Thank you for giving us the faith to believe, Father God, a steadfast faith, a steadfast unmovable faith, Father God, that's going to last until all of eternity, Father God. You said in your word that who he who endureth to the end shall be saved. We're not quitting, Father God. I don't care what they come down with. I don't care what happens in this world, Father God. We're going to serve you until we take our final breath on this side. Father, thank you for that kind of faith. 